Hey there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the I'm Getting There podcast. It's your host, Michael Booth, as always. Um, I'm sitting here in quarantine once again. It's been, I don't know, a month now. Who knows what time it is or what day it is. But another guest for you today. He's a good friend of mine that I met uh, through comedy. Um, he is a guy in the San Jose scene, Santa Cruz scene. I've seen him all around. And he's really funny, super nice guy. Uh, it's my good friend, uh, Jorge Sanchez. All right. How you doing, dude? Hey, Matt. I, I am happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me onto your podcast. No, thank you for doing it, dude. I, I appreciate it. And uh, you know, you've always been a really a really fun guy to hang around. Whenever I see you at the mics, you know, we'll stop and we'll chat and we'll shoot the shit or, or whatever. And it's always nice to, you know, you're one of the people that I enjoy um, seeing and talking to, and I, wa- I enjoy watching you as well. Wow, you're, uh, you're complimenting me too much. I'm a little uncomfortable <laughs> right now. <laughs> No, for real, man. I think Honestly, other people dude, can say the same the, thing. The way, the way, the way you just described me, not many people would would describe me as well. So that's 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 an You're honor. Just a super nice guy, privilege. dude. Like uh, out of all the out of all the comics I know, I think other people could say this too. That you're like just a really nice dude and uh, that's fun because, guy to be around. That's because I'm compensating. Because. Uh, uh, oh. <laughs> 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 no, man, and uh, no, I wanted to talk about you know I kind of came in at the the tail end of it um i would think i was there maybe three or four times in total um well what's interesting i think i met you maybe like a year before you started coming for scotty like briefly yeah because i think Mm -hmm. i think i seen you at the pizza factory which is a mic that was happening in san jose yeah 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 you saw me it was the light the last one i think i i was there i think on like the last night of it yeah it's crazy because the first time i met you i'm like man that guy looks like a very skinny tyler standard (laughs) <laughs> that's funny um uh no tyler's Ty- i love tyler dude that's, that's awesome uh no but yeah like the 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 mic that you know it you did it you ran it for like what was it five years i think total right uh, was the the time you were there more like five and a half really like okay y- you know like i should have done a better job tracking you know when you start a mic you don't know how long it's gonna last and there's a high chance yeah. it's barely gonna make a year so when I started, uh, which was between September and November, uh, like I forgot what was happening in my life. I, I didn't keep track. But as as I got more serious and I started getting a following, that's why I just arbitrarily just chose November as like a starting point of. Oh, okay, know. that makes sense. Uh, so yeah, it's 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 definitely in the middle between five to six years to to be quite. But honest. yeah, that's this that's such a that's such a long time for you know it was every week right just every, every Wednesday I think. Yeah, initially we had it on Mondays. Okay. Uh, but it didn't work out because a lot of holidays would happen on Mondays. So. Oh, gotcha. So sometimes you know. We, we no had audience. To take a, n- no audience, so we had to take the day off. 
And Wednesdays is gotcha. actually pretty a sweet spot for for open micing because there's a very low chance of it being canceled for you know either holiday reason or whatever reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wednesday seems to be better for that. I was always told that that was like the mic to go to, and you know it took me a while to get out there just to f- because I think it's the the drive for me and uh, being out late and. I, you know, started to come around and I noticed like it was just packed. Like I had to leave, you know, I had to leave Salinas at like 530 to get there to have like a good time, you know, to sign up because it's just, it's competitive there. Yeah, definitely. You know, what I started to see too is the people that were there were a lot of the people that I was seeing on Instagram and stuff, you know, on, on like other shows in that area. And, you know, that's kind of where like it seemed like for a while that was kind of, at least from my perspective, it was definitely like a hub kind of like a network hub for, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the San Jose scene that was like, you know, there was a rotation of people constantly, you know, coming to that show. And, you know, every third Wednesday, there's like that, you know, that the gong, and then there's that. And then there was the, you know, caravan too. So you could, it's just cool to see like all these comics that, you know, just like walking around the street down there in that downtown area. It, it was, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure there was like, you have probably a ton of awesome stories from, you know, from doing that for so long. Like you probably have some horror stories and you probably have some like oh, yeah. really memorable, like what's gotta be like, what's gotta be like, like, tell me like, what's gotta be like one of the worst, like, is it like, there's like a horror story night or is there like something goes wrong or like, uh, do you have any like just crazy nights there? I, I feel like most nights it was a horror night until... <laughs> Until halfway through the show, you're like, oh, it's actually going pretty good. It's one of the best nights, you know? Because uh, after, dude, I never got used to it. Like, for me, I, I always wanted to make sure every, everybody was having a good time. The comics, the audience, especially the staff. Because I knew that, you know, when you're running a mic, you don't own the business. You got to make the business money and yeah. be on good terms because, you know, they could cancel you whenever. So that was always mm-hmm. in the back of my head. Like, oh, yeah. I hope nobody, you know, like hopefully no, no, there's no trouble. Hopefully there's no, you know, heckler or nobody gets offended or, you know, things go crazy. Um, but as far as bad night, dude, I can't say there's been, I mean, the beginning, I guess a bad night in general is not having an audience, and which was common in the beginning. Oh, okay. Uh, like, not you know, there, there are mm-hmm. times where I had to fill in like an hour. Uh, you know, cause nobody oh. was there. No comic showed up. So yeah, I, I just, you know, I just babbled okay. on stage and I'm like, when I, when I started the mic, which is, I don't recommend it, but it worked out for me is I started it maybe five months into comedy. Oh, okay. Uh, wow. That's like, yeah. Yeah. So like I was learning comedy and I was learning hosting at the same time. So you could imagine how, how bad it, it was for everybody involved, <laughs> uh, including me. Because, uh, you know, and especially with for Cafe for Sky, it's a cafe. So it's not the typical dive bar. Yeah, uh, where, yeah. Where a, a lot of things you can get away with. Uh, but that's the mm-hmm. only platform I learned was, oh, there's dive bars. I should run it like a dive bar. Yeah, that's so funny you say and, that because the audience at like a dive bar is just so you know what you're you know what you're getting into and that the, they're like older it's an older crowd they're they're they've had a couple drinks right. you can kind of get gritty and raw with them so I definitely yeah I definitely like know what you're talking about like the coffee shop versus the dive bar vibe it's definitely different <laughs> so so yeah so I had to learn the, the hard way is like oh I can't treat this like a dive bar it has to be its own thing just out of necessity I just worked it out and I think you know. Me 
me having a background in filmmaking and and just you know I, I've also you know worked with other film festivals or okay or I, I had with musicians photography I think maybe like after two, uh, I came back maybe like a two years because I had a little hiatus mm-hmm. that's when I that's when I really took it more seriously and I started applying those skills to promote okay. and that's where we saw a difference because once I really took the time to put an effort into promotions mm-hmm. and also to make like a very you know structured show although it's an yeah. open mic uh, once once the audience saw that it makes it more appealing and also mm-hmm. once comedians saw how it was run like just a bit more efficiently um, you know they took it more serious as well yeah so, you kind of raised the standard and then it just like right. rippled across the right yeah, that's cool yeah I want to say like you're, the Instagram page that was running for that uh, that's how I that's how I found out about it was through seeing someone tagged in a I was like what's for, what's for Scotty comedy click on the Instagram and then it's just like a really cool like you kind of gave like that night its own like it gave it like a window for people to look into and to see like oh this is happening on Wednesdays this is really cool it always looks full like I love the shots that you would get of like walking into the place and you'd see people and then the guy you know performing right in the front too with the in the you know with the glass window behind you people on the street can see you it was just yeah the whole vibe of that place I think you captured it really well with like your with your social media promotion and stuff and yeah it was well, just on, a really cool place and on top uh, of it though on top of that I got lucky that it's such a great location even without comedy uh, for Scotty's is such a special place for many performers in the South mm-hmm. Bay because you know, a lot of poets a lot of musicians would hang out there and I was going to San Jose State when I started it so the university was only a couple blocks away. Okay, and I, and I think I was one of the first couple comedians who kind of hung out there a lot. Well, they had like a did they have like a mixed mic before? Yeah, yeah. So originally they only had a mixed mic, which was on Tuesday nights, okay. and then just it just it was too many comedians taking over taking over musician spots. So, oh, gotcha. So so they gave us our own night, which was nice. That's cool. But 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 for Scotty has always been a hub for creativity and productivity. Like a a lot of networking happened in that in that cafe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. So that atmosphere was naturally already there. I, I just happened okay. to capitalize it, you know, once I had to realize w- for what it was. There was like a, you just kind of rode the wave, I guess you could say. Yeah, I do. Like I'm telling you, I got along. lucky. I got people, honestly, dude, people are giving me a little too much credit uh, because that place, you know, honestly, like it, it, ha- it has its own wave, like you said. And I just happened to, you know, mm-hmm. stuck around long enough to to. F- you know finally utilize it yeah i i guess that's i kind of feel that way about the the basement at the xl public house Mm. yeah i love that's a beautiful venue man nobody was doing anything with it and so i just asked them hey can i run a comedy thing here and they're like fuck yeah and so it was just like i i feel like i was just the you know it's like you just were there it's like right place right time kind of thing yeah it had like you know, it has like a culture of its own too, and 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 yeah, it's it just fit. Yeah, I I don't think you should. I think you you know you deserve a lot of credit for keeping it going and and having that high standard and you know and holding people accountable and not just like because anybody can you know you can have a list out, people sign up, you run through the list, right? But you know you explain stuff to people, you know you 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 ran it like it was like a you know very like 
you had to be there on time you had you gotta you get the light you gotta go up you gotta do your stuff like you, it was all just you know you've been you've been to a lot of open mics you know what i'm saying like your yours is definitely there was like a there was just like a attention to detail that i think you know a lot of i'm not gonna like name any mics in particular <laughs> but we both know that there's some sure. mics out there that are just like yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah you, like you show up and it's like you sign well, up and you don't know when you're getting up and well, it's <laughs> what i learned is i'm sure this applies to showcases as well person producing and hosting it sets the bar and not just you know uh, of the mic but the overall behavior of other comics or, or overall you know you kind of have to lead by example sometimes and and, and that's something yeah. i learned is if you're taking this seriously if your mic is getting traction and becoming a, a community hub, uh, you should really, uh, really mm-hmm. take up the res- responsibility and, and lead by example in, in either behavior uh, and, and the way you carry yourself. And, and, and don't yeah. get me wrong, man. Like, it took me a while to get there. Like, for the first couple of years, like I said, I was learning everything. Uh, I, I, it was stressful. Mm-hmm. It was frustrating. I've done a lot of dickish things myself um, to other comics. Uh, but there came a point where I was like, you know what? That's just not me. That's not who I want to be. And, and it's just, you mm-hmm. know, pay more attention to the needs of others. And also, you know, be, be more respectful because that's who I want to be. That's what I want to be treated. And, and, and yeah. luckily, it, it, luckily, I got lucky, man, that, that there, other comedians fed off on that and really got that. Because at that point, they're the like, honestly, there's, there's three things, I think, or two things, really, that, that I would give credit to is not just the location, like I mentioned before, but the comedians. The comedians were the real engine behind for Scotty Comedy Night. They're the no, ones who made it spe- They're, they're the ones of... getting the laughs. They're the ones, like, like I'm telling them, yeah. like, people co- keep coming back because they're killing it. If people were bombing all yeah. the time, I don't think people will come out as much. But the fact... The- it's like there's like a competitive energy... It's not negative, but it's more of just it's it's having every, everybody's rising to the occasion because there are so many people going on stage and you're you know you're like oh man that was really funny like and then you feel like you got to bring it you know and then you know if everybody's bringing it all the time it's just gonna you know it's just gonna keep raising the bar and you know having that location and and you know like yeah like just that competitive energy made it just a place that was like you're just watching people like work out like work really hard to to get on do other stuff and you know i'm sure that people have gotten a lot of opportunities from you know regularly performing at at that place as Mm -hmm. well you know i besides like besides like the san jose you know comedy scene which is huge and great like there's you know i was talking to you know a couple other people about like the santa cruz comedy scene and how it feels like over time at least because I feel like I'm like part of the newer wave of people, I think. Um, but like there's it doesn't seem like as many people have been coming and like the scenes haven't been like cross like promoting and cross like, you know, interbreeding and like becoming one up until like last year. It felt like. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I think um, that's a good question. Well, so I, I can only talk about San Jose, you know, about that because I know we, we've grown a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think uh, one generation laid out a platform for the next generation to 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 come up and use that and to expand. Uh, so like it, this stuff is not overnight, you know. It's sometimes it's a generational thing, and mm-hmm. every and every year there's a new wave of new comics, and and they bring you know uh, you know 
uh, more hustle. They're bringing, you know, more opportunities that for me, I wouldn't know, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think uh, as of recently, I think we've become more connected because the, the fact that we could travel to different scenes is becoming more feasible. Uh, I'm not sure if that makes sense. Uh, or at least more. Yeah, appealing. no, no. Like, like, yeah, like, I, like, the fact that, that I know that I'll be treated friendly in Santa Cruz makes me want to go to Santa Cruz more. Or, mm-hmm. you know, say for Oakland or for SF or, you know, the, the and that's why it's important uh, that when you run shows and that you're a producer or, or somebody in the comedy community to always be nice and be generous and be very welcoming, welcoming, because what, what, what defines a great scene is not just, you know, great comics coming out of the scene, but that place becoming a comedy destination for other comics outside the area. Yeah. And I think uh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like, uh, you know, opening up the lab in Santa Cruz, having the comedy club there too, has really like made it like a lot more appealing to, you know, the comics in in the outside cities that are, you know, looking at Santa Cruz now. Well, as far as I could remember, Santa Cruz has always been a great destination for comedians in the other parts of the Bay Area. Um, As far as I could remember... um, the, the, there was always a sort of like elite level of performance. Like so, so many great comedians came out of Santa Cruz, and that's and, and considering how small it is compared to other scenes, it, it, mm-hmm. that kind of says something. Whether in part it's the leadership of DNA or just the other general great people uh, there, yeah. um, it's probably a combination of everything. And, and just like they have, on top of that, they have a great culture of of appreciating art or appreciating performance. So that's yeah. why the crowds are so great over there. Because mm-hmm. the, I think the biggest issue we had in San Jose is that we're we're like a very blue collar, okay. and it's not, it's not so it's kind of hard to bring people out of their homes to enjoy like local stand up usually. Yeah. Um, so, so that was it's always not looked been, at as like a right. It's kind of yeah. It's like looked down at maybe or something. I don't I don't know. Not looked down necessarily, but it's just like oh, well, it's easier for me to catch a, you know a professional at the improv. Why go watch yeah. somebody that you know I don't know take you know taking a chance to go see that show. Mm-hmm. But I think I think you know hate on gentrification you want, but I think since Silicon Valley has been growing, that's been helping the comedy scene in San Jose, where these people want to go out and looking for. Uh, you know, uh, local entertainment mm-hmm. and things to do. So that's been very helpful. And the fact that we're using the we're using the internet to promote. They're using the we're, we're using the internet to you know Eventbrite and make tickets. That's mm-hmm. been super helpful. Yeah, uh, I uh, I it's cool learning about like because like I said before we started this. You know, I've I've only been in California for like almost three years, and you know when I started going and doing open mics. You know, one of the first places outside of like Monterey I went to is Santa Cruz and went to the Poet and Patriot. And, you know, I quickly realized that there was already, like, this is already an established, you know, like, I saw all these other comics walking in and they all knew each other. And as an outsider, it's your first time in, like, honestly, one of my first times in that city, even, you know, just feeling like very kind of, like oh man you know there's already this tight knit group i you know I, f- I feel like i feel on the outside and you know event like event you know keep going and getting to know these people it's very welcoming and i feel like it's also very welcoming um in san jose too and it's it's just cool that uh 
you know, for it's it's you know you don't get to see like the the history or the behind the scenes of stuff. You, know, you hear about stories. You people tell you like I've had you know some people in the Santa Cruz scene like tell me stories and kind of like the history of some of the stuff, but what they know and it it's just really interesting to me to kind of know and talk to the people that are just like not a lot of people know about the the comedy scene in the Bay Area and it's cool to to hear about it because it's kind of like word of mouth it's like it's like old stories you know from long ago there's no there's no like documentary you can watch so it's always cool to to talk to people that are involved and to you know hear about because you've been you know you've been around for a while like you've seen kind of like you know different waves come through and different uh you know different people rise rise up and and you know have you like you know what would be like uh you know somebody that maybe they came up and you watched them just come through and then rise and then now they're gone and they're you know anybody that's like off doing like clubs and stuff that came into the scene i'm sure there is uh you know running for scotty that's probably one of the beautiful things to see is seeing people start off you know nervous scared Unsure, they get up, they bomb a couple times, but they keep going at it, and then they get bigger and better and better and better. And like, I, I kind of get like, I get proud like a dad. Sometimes I feel like a dad just wa- seeing them grow. Um, and and uh, because I've seen their struggle, I've seen how much they struggle. So when they start, you know, really delivering the punchlines, like, oh, it's gr- great seeing them. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, like like we mentioned Tyler Standard before. I remember him when he started out. And he he's growing up to be you know I feel he's already club level if you ask me, uh, and okay. and uh, Ryan Sudakran came up from from Frascati as well. It's great. Yeah, seeing I've, the, I've so seen the, him a bunch. The, 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 the super stack boys, you know, uh, yeah, Austin yeah, yeah. Blaylock, Grayson Garcia, Grayson, uh, yeah. and, and I'm sure there are others I can't think of in the moment. But the, as that's actually one of the proudest things I could think I could see as a. It sounds corny. And a, a lot of comedians may shit on me for this, but yeah, I'm kind of. I was happy to see people get better and do better, and more important, but more importantly, becoming better people in general. Uh, and the reason why why I talk so much about Tyler Standard is because not only is he a great performer, but he's a great person overall. He's very genuine. Where, uh, the angle that he comes from, and that, and okay. that's that, that's, and at the end of the day, I think that's probably more important in some ways because. Uh, you know, again, I came from the filmmaking background, and, and I worked with with musicians a certain time, and the ones that really got by and succeeded and continue on are people who were genuinely good people, you know, uh, mm-hmm. because sometimes it can get to your head. Sometimes it can really get into your head. There's jealousy. There's bitterness. Uh, yeah. You know, and this happens to everybody. Has happened to me. Uh, but the sooner you can get rid of that, the better. Uh, I feel opportunities will come your way. I don't think that answered yeah. the question you <laughs> you asked me, but but no, but I think it did because I well, I just wanted yeah. to know if you like had you know there, I'm sure there's a handful of you know the, one of the things that you said that I think is cool is you're like man uh, you you named some people and then you're like there's probably others that I'm forgetting because I think that there you've you've seen a lot of people come through and blossom and turn into stuff and like you said you know you feel like a that's got to be super cool it's probably like how a coach feels in sports I bet. When you yeah. watch somebody that's like learning a new technique or something, and then they yeah. master it, and you see them use it, it's a, it's a very similar feeling, I think. And, you know, and it's it that's got to be really cool to experience. And I'm sure you have like some. You know, you're also, you know, you're one of the only other people besides that person that's like consistently seeing them perform. 
So yeah. like it's it's a very like it's a very yeah. intimate thing to watch somebody like advance and, in comedy. And sometimes you know there, there are occasionally where I was a hard ass, you know, but it's it came out of love, you know. There yeah. were a couple times where I told people to get back up in there because what they just did was completely shit, and they could totally totally do better. Mm-hmm. And and and, uh, and it's always great to see them go back up there and redeem themselves. No, that's awesome, man. It, it's you know like I, Joe said on the episode I just did before this one that the Bay Area is one of the best areas in the United States to do comedy because of the opportunities that are around us. It's just really fun and cool, and it's cool to talk to somebody that has been like you know one of the people in that scene for a long time because you you, you know you have a really cool window into it that you know not a lot of other people have um, in in the scene. And so I wanted to I wanted to talk about something um, kind of a little different because I'm from Washington and by, by the way the, the you saying you're from Washington explains a lot because the first time I saw you I'm like because you say you were like from from Marina Salinas kinda. yeah yeah so mm-hmm. I was like this guy's a little too pasty to be from California <laughs> so the fact that you say you're from Washington. Uh, makes a lot of sense. What part of Washington yeah, are you from? Dude. Um, I'm from like Tacoma, uh, Puyallup area, which is like south of Seattle, and uh, like the Puget Sound. So like right at the bottom of the Puget Sound. Um, oh, so you're from the city? Kind of. Uh, I grew up like in in a town like outside of. I just I use that I use that area to describe it because I don't want to get like too into the details, I guess. But I'm from like a town called Graham which is like south of Tacoma by like 30 minutes maybe. And it was just kind of like pasture and, and open fields. And I, I grew up on a, like a farm, but, uh, oh, you're a country boy, huh? Yeah. I mean, I don't show it. And I definitely, it's not like a part of me. It's just, you know, it was my childhood. <laughs> like I don't, uh, that must be I nice. don't listen to country music or nothing like that. So, so, um, so were you doing comedy in Washington or did you start comedy here? I started comedy here. Uh, I always wanted to do it, but yeah. I just never had like a. There was never like an opportunity that presented itself, and I just just didn't feel like. You know, I I could really do it. You know, I kind of had like I was always like kind of like just scared, I guess. And then yeah. I moved down here, and living down here, you know, and being away from my family. I I only had I moved in with two other people from Washington, so I only had my friends that I lived with here. So it was in this area, and this the culture and everything is just vastly different than where I'm from. And so getting exposed to that and having to be like meeting new people all the time, uh, kind of like opened up my personality a little bit more, I guess you could say, and that gave me like the push to to go do open mics because I felt I had a little more confidence in myself. Now, I, I was given the impression that Washington has a pretty decent comedy scene over there, right? The Seattle area? Um, yeah, the Seattle-Tacoma area, it does. I was like an hour south. I just wasn't, you know, I wasn't like actively trying to pursue it or look into it. I, I just, you know, it was kind of just like a faint idea uh, before I moved here. And, and, um, you, and you say there's cultural differences, right, between the people up there and down here? Yeah. Right. I would say there's probably big like time. Le- there's probably like less suicides here compared to Washington. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I actually had a bit on stage about that because yeah. when I, you know, when you're in a new place or you give somebody your license, right, and they see that it's a different state, yeah. 
yeah. or whatever. They find out you're from a different state or whatever. They Somebody always has that one question that's like the thing they know about that place. Yeah. And that was everybody's question. Really? Mine would have well, been uh, serial killers. Okay. No, it was like this. It was about the suicide rate every yeah. single time. And so <laughs> I just kind of like, I tried to write a bit about it where I was like, you know, I'm like, there's still people that live up there, you guys. Like, <laughs> like it's well, not well, just. Up, well, up, <laughs> up there in the trees, you know. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty bad. No, that's, that's <laughs> no, but yeah, that was that was definitely the question I got asked a lot. And uh, no, it's I think it's just because of the the gloominess. Like the weather down here is amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's been a huge right. change for me. It's a, it's the, a, the lack of rain. The lack of rain. That's right. Are you are you a Seahawks fan? I I like the Answer Seahawks. Answer carefully yeah. now. Uh, I like the Seahawks, yeah, but they're not my like they're not my go to like favorite NFL team. We're gonna uh, we're gonna I'm catch like, some football uh, games together. That'll be fun. Okay. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge. I might stab you a though a bit. We'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> I'm a huge Pittsburgh Steelers fan though, so really, I get a lot of Dude, I get a lot of flack for that. <laughs> there's so many Steeler fans here in California as well. It's kind of weird. Yeah, there. I, when I went to I went to a Steelers Seahawks game in Seattle, and half the stadium was Steelers fans. Man, it was crazy. I didn't even know that Dude, they, they you, existed in Washington. You, you kind of look like Roethlisberger. I can see that. <laughs> okay, is it the is it the beard or the goatees as I was giving it? I don't know. Or just a, I'm a I'm just a fucking white dude. <laughs> it's the white dude. Yeah. white dude. You know? I'm a white dude with a goatee. I look like fucking Big Ben. That's hilarious. No, yeah, the 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 culture definitely big difference for me. I've learned a lot of things, you know, allow people to show me stuff and kind of take a back seat and just learn about, you know, learn about the area and the people. And I think doing comedy honestly has been a huge help in that because it's, I'm standing in front of crowds of people that are just most likely have lived in the area and they know a lot more about it than I do. So, you know, my perspective on, on California or California people or anything I always feel is interesting to talk about in front of crowds or even my material or whatever. It's always interesting to see, like, what the, the – it tells me a lot about the people of the area, I guess. Well, I think that's a great thing about comedy is you get to travel. Uh, that, that's something people forget is you got to get out there and you got to travel a little bit, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Even if it's for five minutes, you know, the fact you're meeting and networking uh, can really um, – uh, be a, an opportunity to, to you know for something in the future and that's what I love about comedy is just traveling you know the fact that you know like when I did your show in Salinas like and I went to that place where they got some great shrimp tacos at the casino mm-hmm. you know stuff oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like just that exploration of towns and, and people and it was just it's a lot of fun you know and like, yeah, so, like now that, you know about that spot yeah you know and it, like you know like the, the Mexican Salinas women like dude they're, they're hot in a whole different level dude that's like <laughs> <laughs> the east yeah, the, I, the I, east san jose mexican women and the salinas women are different man okay i feel like i don't stand a, a chance man i've tried i've tried to talk to some girls at the bars in salinas and it's just a <laughs> they just look at me like what are you doing you fucking white boy get out of here <laughs> what? They, they, they like white boys they like the good credit yeah. what are you talking about i, I just gotta find the i just gotta talk to the right crowd i guess no, <laughs> but but you're from Marina though. That's where you're living currently, Marina. Yeah, yeah, that's I'm a beautiful spot. I, I drove there a couple times, and it's nice. I, it's a it's a beautiful like Passover town in between Monterey and like Santa Cruz. I think it's kind of like a nice little you know you just pass between and there's seaside and and 
you know, I like it a lot and it's really quiet, which is, and it's also, you know, it gets really cloudy in the mornings here, which is definitely a reminder of home. And so like the fogginess of the kind of like the bay and, and stuff is, uh, I really enjoy it. It like, is like a, it kind of makes me homesick when it's overcast. <laughs> Let me ask you Which this. Like a what's, funny thing. what's one bad thing you don't like about California so far? Um, the one bad thing I don't like about California, uh, people are... Mexicans? People are a little too nice in public. Oh, good. Um, people are too nice. And I mean, people are a little too nice. And I have people that just, I have I don't make eye contact with them or like, or haven't even acknowledged them and, they, and then they just say hi. And I don't know if it's directed at me. I don't know what to do or respond. So I just kind of like don't say anything back. And and it happens to me so much that I, I wonder, like people just, people are just too, they're too outgoing here. That's like, it's just for me, my personal taste, I guess. Like I wish, like, it's just like, I don't know. Keep to yourself a little more, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> That's not the first time I heard that. I have a friend, she moved here from Sweden. And in Sweden, people are like totally not interacting with each other. It's very, you know, they, st- they stick to themselves. And on, mm-hmm. on her first day here, she was walking down the street and an old man jogging by said hi to her and he kept jogging and she had like a, like she was panicked, like she was so like stressed out about it for the whole day because she did not know what that meant to be told hi randomly in the street by a stranger. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I think I'm getting used to it, but it's definitely something about California that is different than like anywhere I've been. It's just, <laughs> you know what it is. I think it's because we know that uh, you could get killed, so it's better to be nice. You know, show <laughs> show that you <laughs> show that you're friendly. You know, don't kill me, please. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's just telling you that they're not going to kill you, <laughs> or, or they don't want to be killed by you. You know, you, you never yeah. know. You never know. I'm saying hi because I don't want to die. <laughs> That's so funny, man. Uh, no, that and then uh, just the lack of, of coffee stands. Not shops, but stands. Oh, that's right. You guys you guys are – Starbucks came from Washington. That's yeah, right. but we're coffee. also known for the little – those little coffee sheds that are like drive through. They're everywhere. Like every store, parking lot, gas station – on the side of the road in between stores there's hundreds that's my that's my favorite way to have coffee is just to drive up to this little shed where it's like there's only a couple people that work there so you get to know who works there and and then you you get your coffee it's like a very just like when it comes to coffee i do want it to be like just a one-on-one like social interaction that's nice but (laughs) in public you don't do that You know what? That explains why people are not as not as friendly in Washington. You guys are all caffeinated. That's true. Yeah, we're all hyped up, so we're just paranoid. <laughs> just you guys looking for that fight? You, and, know? you guys got yeah, that and adrenaline was, pumping in you. Yeah, yeah. It was one of the first states where weed is legal, so we're it's even worse. We're we're hopped up on coffee and we're high, <laughs> <laughs> so we're just hiding in our house. <laughs> well, let me ask don't, you. Don't. Let me ask you that: Which weed is better, ours or what Washington? Do you mean? It's California. uh, California's weed. California's weed is way better, hands down. Really? Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And like, uh, it's just been it's been I think in a bigger market down here for a very long time. Like the medical market. Mm-hmm. Uh, the medical market was, my understanding was almost a wreck market. Like there was fair, like you could get your card 
for basically having like had just saying you have anxiety you get a, a green card to go buy a pot and uh and so when I moved here, there was already delivery services. I got my card really fast, and then I just was delivering, getting it delivered to my house. And, and uh, like, the quality of concentrates and just the quality of overall, like, weed in general is just, it's just, like, on a higher level in California. And edibles, like, I never used to get high off of edibles until I moved here. I started eating edibles, and then I was like, oh, shit. Like you can actually get really stoned off of these. Like you got to be careful. <laughs> like I've never, like I've never had to be careful with anything that like somebody gave me in Washington. I just ate the whole thing every time. It was like you know just like it's gonna it's gonna barely I'm gonna barely feel it. But here, yeah, it's they uh, I don't know they figured something out. They're doing something right. It's funny though because Washington has had it legal longer, but I just think that California is so much bigger. Like weed in California is so much more of a of a thing I think the culture wise and just there's always been like just high quality of weed we, here well I think we have more that's, sunny days yeah, yeah. to actually enjoy that's that true enjoy the yeah. high <laughs> yeah we get like three weeks in July and that's it <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> what's like your favorite like California thing I guess like what's like your if you like say I'm new to the air like I am new I guess newish but if there's like something i should do that i haven't done yet or okay so if you dropped in today and today's your first day where i'm from in san jose we were we would be eating all day okay uh uh it's dude like you know especially here in san jose or in the south but we got a lucky because we got it's not first of all we're gonna get some mexican food okay that's definitely what we're gonna get uh after that we're gonna get some pho you know some vietnamese soup and fucking just you know probably go to like an Indian spot. Okay, wow, uh, just hitting hitting all these different, very cultural. So we're we're, we're definitely gonna get fat for sure <laughs> on the first day. That heartburn too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mexican and Indian food in the same. Yeah, I'm gonna be. <laughs> you better show up with some tums, Jorge. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, that's probably t- probably go to Santa Cruz for some seafood. You know. Okay. I haven't been to many places in San Jose for food. I think I've been to one. There's like a sushi. Out, bud. It's like a sushi place I've been to. I think it's called Misu. I went there once, and I've been to like a barbecue place. I think it's like it's like Pete's or something like that. Um, yeah. See, barbecue is a little tougher around here, to be honest with you. I want to say the best barbecue is probably in the East Bay. Okay. Some people, some people hearing this from the South Bay are going to kill me because I'm sure there's some great spots. You know, some of the best fucking steaks or like the fucking... Actually, hold on. There is one or two spots that I, that I just thought about in San Jose. But overall, East Bay, they got them barbecued for sure. Uh, okay. I'm a, I'm a big barbecue fan. There's, there hasn't been many... Uh, there's like one good spot in Salinas. But that's all that I really know about in the area for barbecue. Actually, There's not really many spots. I'm considering buying a, a smoker. You know, really trying it myself. Okay, what kind are you gonna get? You gonna get a green egg, or are you gonna go like Traeger or Traeger? I guess. What are you, thinking? you know, just something basic. Yeah. Like the, you okay. know, we're recording this during the quarantine. As as you know, the quarantine's happening. I'm realizing like shit, man. I don't really have much man skills. Like I don't know. Like dude, same. Yeah, that, same, like, like, dude. Like, <laughs> Like, like during this quarantine, I realized how much of a bitch I am as as a as a human. Uh, you know, dude, me too. Like, bro. 
Like, I can't grow my food. I can't protect myself yeah. and my family. You know, I don't know how to properly yeah. cook. The one thing that I've been yeah, like, the one thing I've been excelling at is drinking. I've been learning about a, a shitload of cock. Like I've been learning so many cocktails right now. Like, oh, I've been I've been seeing you. Yeah, you post them up on your Instagram. I've been seeing those. Those look good, dude. Yeah, you're dude, you're gonna come out of this quarantine fucking bartending, man. You're drunk as it. fuck, really. <laughs> you're gonna be flipping bottles and the cups and shit. <laughs> all, like that's gonna be your set. You're just gonna be making your own drinks during your fucking. But, but, but what's great with cocktail is that I like cooking, but when you messed up cooking, like you can't really eat it. But if you fuck up, yeah, it's true. Mixing a drink, all you gotta do is add more alcohol, and it'll taste better no matter what. Wow, so. that's that's such sound advice, dude. That's like <laughs> that's gonna be the clip for this episode. <laughs> No, because at least when you're making drinks, dude, if you fuck it up, yeah. you just put more booze in there. Like it's all good. I swear to God, awesome. man, it, it really works out. <laughs> oh, that's amazing, dude. So the smoker is like, yeah, I want to learn how to barbecue. So if like, like if we have another pandemic, you know, at least you know I could have you know a shitload of meat that I could cook over. Yeah, at least you're. Yeah, at least days. you'll be eating ribs and like a king, dude. Right. And. And fucking just have it. Yeah, you'll have you'll have to do like uh, my mom used to make it. You put like a chicken on this. You put it's like a beer can or whatever. And you, my head. She had this thing. You put a beer can in this like cylinder, and then you put the chicken, the whole chicken, on the cylinder. Oh, with the beer can inside. Uh, uh, okay. Is where you frying it? Are you frying it? Uh, no. You we put it on a put it on a barbecue or whatever, and on low, and like we just had the beer in there and it just like i don't know what it did i don't know how or why she did this but it was the chicken was really good no no alcohol is great uh to either um for certain aromas yeah uh, or in flavor it could add some flavor to it like there's some marinade that that requires some form of wine or 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 beer Um, yeah like like reducing it in a sauce and adding it to yeah like i like it's really good Um, but you said that she stuffed the beer can in the chicken yeah what just like (laughs) see i never heard of that i don't know (laughs) i don't know that must be a white person that's a washington white person (laughs) thing right there for you dude it's just we stuff we stuff cans of beer in our chicken like in my head i'm thinking like thanksgiving like opening up the turkey and a bunch of like fucking budweiser beer cans in there And they're and they're just somehow cold still. You're like, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> How did you cook this? Uh, no, I think the beer like just evaporated out into the chicken while it was cooking but the or me- something. But the I- metal stays there. No, it, it it takes it out. Like it's it the beer can is in like a imagine like the beer can's in like a a longer cylinder. You put the chicken on that cylinder and the beer can is inside of the cylinder and it like just like boils out or whatever oh i see okay yeah i have to i'm gonna look it up after this because i'm probably just butchering what this is actually called (laughs) it's probably just this is is new (laughs) this is new to me and i'm finding it a little disturbing so far (laughs) (laughs) so we gotta gotta figure out i don't know man it does something to the beer or the chicken i don't fucking know dude Something, yeah, but it's you, pretty good. You people in Washington sure violate chickens different ways, man. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> That's got to suck if you're like the spirit of that chicken and then you just see your body and a beer can is stuffed in your ass and then you're just sat on like a hot grill. I, <laughs> you just I sit feel there. that's like where the next <laughs> pandemic is going to come from. Like, 
Like COVID, <laughs> COVID nineteen <laughs> came from eating a bat. Uh, COVID twenty is someone eating a chicken with beer COVID inside, 20. like a beer can inside it. <laughs> COVID twenty. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Oh man. <laughs> Started out because a guy in Washington ate a ate a chicken with a beer can in it or some shit. You know. <laughs> Yeah, for real. Oh, that's hilarious, dude. <laughs> I think we'll end it on a good note with the with the beer chicken, man. Uh, no, it was really great. It was really great getting to sit down and, and talk to you. Um, I like I was saying before. You know, I, I've seen you a lot, but I've never really gotten the chance to like, you know, sit down and really just you know talk to you about your time at at Frascati and you know all this stuff. It's been really great just having this opportunity. Uh, you know, where can... Hey, dude, pleasure is all mine. Pleasure is all mine, dude. Like, honestly, you and your, your crew at at the Salinas XL Public House, you guys are doing amazing work out there. I have nothing but respect for you guys. You guys are a lot of fun Thanks, to hang man. out. So, uh, so anytime, you know, you guys want to sit down and talk, I'm always down for it. You guys are fun. For real, dude. And you guys where are, can, are, are uh, bright young men. Where can people follow you if they... if they? Oh, at my house, because I'm in quarantine. <laughs> Sakota Ray's house. <laughs> no, what's like it? Yeah, what's like your uh, what's your social media and stuff? Yeah, yeah, they can definitely follow me. Oh shit, man, I always forget my social media shit. Hold on, sorry. Uh, well, on Facebook, just follow, just look for Jorge Martin Sanchez. I put, you know, okay. Every day during this quarantine, I put up one joke. Uh, on Instagram, Jorge M Sanchez, I believe. Nice at Jorge M Sanchez. And that's it for now. Uh, yeah, I think that's what, I think that's what I got so far. Yeah, I've been seeing you go live and stuff. So, uh, and those have been those have been cool. You've been going live with a few different people and, and talking and stuff. So, uh, if you're on Instagram and, and you follow him, go check those out. I, awesome, man. I do my best. Thank you. No yeah, promises, that was, that was though. Cool. Hey everybody, thank you for listening and make sure to head over to the Instagram at I'm Getting There Pod. If you'd also like to see what I'm doing, you can go to at underscore mbooth on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and YouTube Michael Booth. Thank you for listening and be sure to subscribe.